Hey, it's Jesse Paul Smith here with My Creative District Podcast, and I am super excited about this episode. In this conversation, I get to talk with my dude, AJ, who is also a speaker on our Creating Your Big Break Summit. And this guy has got a fantastic story about how he got to sing on stage with Whitney Houston, but we talk a lot about purpose. We talk a lot about finding your shine and how you can really use flexibility to help you achieve the goals that you really want in life. Let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of the My Creative District podcast, where we discuss how to channel your creative power into building the life you want, building the business you want, and making the impact you want. We believe creatives can live out a passionate and fulfilled life when they completely embrace their unique design and purpose. Want to turn your passion into profit? Stay tuned to hear from industry professionals, paradigm shifters, and world changers who have done just that and live it every day. This is the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. Well, AJ, welcome to the show. I know we've been chatting about doing this conversation for a while, so I'm super excited to get into it. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I want to kind of put some context around this conversation because, you know, you and I met each other actually from you were on a, you were a speaker on our, our big summit, Creating Your Big Break. And I, we started talking about the similarities we've had in our journey, uh, you being a singer and working with some, you know, some of the biggest brands out there, MTV, Fox. And I was like, I've got to, I've got to have the conversation with this dude about his journey. And, uh, and now what you're doing with your, you know, get your shine back and, and all that, uh, helping people be able to discover really their, uh, their shine. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I kind of want to like, you know, set the, set the tone a little bit. Like for you, music was a big part of your life. Now, is that like something that you did like right away when you were a little kid or how did you get into music? Yeah, totally. I got into music because a teacher in the first grade recognized that I liked to sing and her husband happened to be the director at the high school. And there was a role to play Winthrop in A Christmas Carol, or was it Tiny Tim in A Christmas Carol, Winthrop in The Music Man, one of them. Those were the first two plays, I forget. And she said, you should go and audition. And then that's what happened. And I ended up doing tons of theater as a child and ultimately took a little break when I got into some sports uh, as I got a little older and then realized how much I missed this thing. And ultimately went to a private school called Walnut Hill Um, It's one of about three different types of schools in the nation where you focus so heavily on your art and academics. And I ultimately um, had never really trained prior to that. And so I started singing and I trained in classical voice and ultimately ended up going to college for jazz music. So there's been a lot of music in my life. Um, The kind of more fun moments happened you know, somewhat unintentionally perfectly is, which is part of my business where, you know, I was always seeking to find certain things in life, dreams or express like this deep passion of mine and find some success with it. And it's amazing how 
those things just happen in totally unexpected ways. Now, I love how you say uh, happen in unexpected ways. I'm a big proponent for people preparing prior to the opportunity, right? I, I hear people talking all the time, performers particularly, like, I just wish I had more opportunity. But then when you talk to them about what they're doing to get ready for their opportunity, they're like, well, once it comes, you know? So did you know early on that preparation was key for you? Were you always preparing for those moments? Or did you kind of have one of those moments where opportunity came knocking and you're like, oh man, I, I wasn't ready for this? I mean, I think in life, I've always found those things. And that comes from being someone that's meticulous and tries to do my best. But I think to the first question you asked, yeah, it started at a young age. And I was raised with corrective criticism. I was raised with a lot of accountability. So as a child, it was very common for me to strive for some kind of excellence, not out of a fear or anything, but mostly out of love for my parents that were just promoting something inside of me that's saying that you can you can be as amazing as you want to be. You just have to apply yourself. And when I, I remember when I would ask my dad what something would mean, he'd tell me to go look it up. Or if I didn't do something well, he had no problem giving me good corrective criticism that made me recognize I'm not going to be where I want to be every time that I do it, but if focusing on where the opportunities were inside of something that I had done is only going to make me that much stronger the next time around. And I think that a lot of that pushed me to the various points of, I guess, in retrospect, success that I was having, even though as I was living it, I was always striving for something more, something more, something more, which I think you and I share and will probably be something for the rest of our lives that we constantly are doing. So I think it really started at a very young age. Um, and it's part of the reason why in my work, I wrote a book called Radiant Root, The Rhino Shines Bright, which is meant for kids four to eight years old, to focus on possibility and positivity in their lives. Because that's what I think I had at a young age when you distill it down, that my parents showed me that anything was possible and that if I saw the positivity in it, I was going to receive positivity back from that. If I saw an opportunity in it, I would be closer to getting to the opportunity rather than being frustrated by whatever the challenge was that was facing me. And so I wrote this book. It's, it's cute. It's a quick little read for kids that this Radiant Ruth the Rhino sets up a day where she believes that she might find these three things. And as she goes out on the journey of the day, she ends up finding all three things. But the way that she finds them is not how she would normally have expected for them to appear in her life. And in particular, when she gets to the end of the day, the last thing that she looks to find is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, which I remember as a child seeing a rainbow and thinking, I'm going to go and find this pot of gold. Like it's there and believing that. And the closer that you get to a rainbow, the more it starts to disappear, right? Because it's this mirage in a way. But what's really cool about the book is that Radiant Ruth the Rhino is with her friends when they see this rainbow, new friends that she's met and different friends. And when they go to find the end of the rainbow and they realize as they get closer that it's disappeared and that there's actually not a literal pot of gold there, she looks around and she says, you know, the pot of gold is actually all of you that have come into my life and made my life amazing and it's all heartfelt stuff. But it helps kids realize that like what we actually seek 
may not be the literal thing and it may show up in other ways. So there's perseverance in that. There's hope inside of that. And I think that that's really important, you know, in particular for artists. The amount of rejection, people might want to call it, that we receive could be really, you know, debilitating. And part of it shouldn't be rejection. Part of it should really be a recognition of just wasn't the right thing for me and for what I offer. And that's absolutely fine. And, um, and that's another part of my work. You know, I work with CEOs and sometimes I have to, I've coached a CEO to exit their role as I knew they were going to be exited from the company themselves just because they weren't the right fit. It wasn't that they're not a good CEO. They just weren't the right fit for it. And that's okay. And so I think people having this kind of perspective can really benefit, you know, us in general and especially artists. Now, you said something that uh, I'm curious because I know you had opportunities even with your own music, um, you know, career. But this whole idea of being able to look at the world through a lens of positivity instead of struggle or instead of waiting for the shoe to drop, how do you feel like, you know, that set you up to be able to find more opportunities? Because I, I always hear people talk about the lack of opportunities, but we don't have a lack of opportunities. They're all out there. But how, how do you feel like that perspective was set you up to actually see the opportunities where some might not have? So I really believe that it's most important to be very intentional in life about what it is that you want. And that can be on a daily basis or it can be on a very macro level of having a vision to find what it is that you want in life. But the beauty inside of the intention is to have freedom in how it's actually going to present itself to you. And I think sometimes that it's very easy for us to get caught up in having a vision, a dream, believing in something and having an expectation that it's going to land in a specific way. And so you miss so much along that journey of opportunities where there may be a door for you to enter that leads you to what it is that you actually want down a path that you never once expected. And for me in my career, my career has been in communications predominantly in marketing, but there have been moments where I stepped out of it to go and pursue music. When I was working at MTV and MTV heard me sing and they heard some songs I wrote, they had a music in LA encourage me to leave as did other people to say, quit your job, go pursue this thing. You have a talent, go figure it out. And I did. And it was awesome, Jesse. It was great. I was on national television. I was singing with big artists. I was recording with great producers, but I was freaking broke. I just wasn't making money. And I'm sure that the hustle inside of me would have found a means to make it work had I wanted to, but I think I was really listening to myself about what it was that I ultimately genuinely was striving for. And that was some kind of stability and su success in my life to do what it is that I really intentionally want to do, which is change the world a little bit and make people smile a bit more. And I feel that that's through my music. There have been some significant moments in my life with music where I really think that I made that impact. But I think the bigger part of who I am is focused on creating this energy inside of people that moves them. And I've always felt that with music. When I sing, when I'm performing in front of people, 
I'd much rather perform like at the Lakers or the Warriors or these big stadiums where I've sang and feel the energy of those 20,000 people just being so excited by me singing the national anthem in those situations versus sometimes when I sing in front of like a small group of people and you're struggling to like get them to move the way they want to move. And I think as I looked at that, it made me realize, hey, why don't you hop back into your career and go make the difference that you want to make? And I'm still on that journey. I'll be on that journey till I'm decrepit, I'm sure. But um, in singing all the way. Yeah, so. I, I think you bring up something that's really, really important there. You on the road to discovery. So you go on this road, you know you love music and you know that you love performing for people. So we have this idea in our head how it's going to look. You know, and you have people that are part of MTV that tell you, hey, you need to go and pursue your career in music because you're fantastic. Go do it. And you went and did it. Now, I think where I think where you went right that a lot of people don't is that you realized I'm doing all the big things that should really actually excite me, but it's not fulfilling me. Yeah, financially, it's not fulfilling you. But to your point, if it was really fulfilling you, you would have pushed past the financial barrier, right? And you would have figured out a way to, to make it work. But you realized, hey, there isn't just one way to do this. There is, there's other ways out there and this particular way isn't it. And how many people get stuck, you know, trying to live out their dream as a performer, doing something that they thought they would love doing and they get there and they're like, this isn't at all what I thought it was going to be. But they aren't willing to step back and take a look at the landscape differently. And so they get stuck. 100%. Outside of even just artistry, I find this happens with people. And it's part of why I'm promoting this thing to get your shine back, where I hope that I'm offering folks 15 minutes that they can chat with me um, about where they're at and how we can maybe unlock and unblock something in them to, to push them forward, right? Because people get stuck. And this happens in general. I was recently working with someone who was on a quest to get a certain title in their career in a corporate situation. And ultimately, as this, they pursued this thing, they have all the chops for it, all the skills, they had the personality for it. But as they kept focusing on trying to get it, there was little pieces of themselves that were being lost because people were saying, you need this, you need this, you need this. And so they go and get those things. But it was pulling them further away from the joy of who they were and the person that they were, which is really the person that needed to be in that type of role. And ultimately, when it got to a moment where a new leader had come in and said, I want to hire for this role, and this person went up for the role, the feedback that they had received in that moment was not about all those things that you went and got that everyone told you to get has prepared you, so you're totally ready it was, you're missing the part of you where you care about people and you want to grow people and you want to make other people be better. It's almost like you're too focused on your own self and your own growth that I don't feel like you're going to be right in this role because I need someone that's going to get everyone else below it to accelerate and be greater. And so what happened was they almost lost who they were in the quest for this thing. And they ended up being put into a different independent role and they refound who they are. They're refining who they are. And along it too, they've also realized the money that they wanted was there. 
The relationship that they would anticipate that came with this big job was there. The support that they had for their children and their family, all that stuff was there. All these things that they had equated with this one title was actually there. And so sometimes we're just too focused on this one specific iteration of a thing that we're, we lose not only the opportunities to actually achieve whatever this intention is that you have, you lose who you are inside of that too. And it's easy to get back. You just got to go back to your foundation. You just got to go back to who you are and reignite yourself and start to open your mind and start to change sometimes the way that you push yourself forward to be more open to other ways of reaching what it is that you ultimately want. And that's one thing that really excited me about your Big Break Summit was that when I heard what you were promoting, it really resonated so much with my music life, but so much with my work that I'm doing and I, that I see even outside of the entertainment industry in the way that people get to success. It's likely if you listen to stories, completely unexpected, unintentionally perfect ways that things land and that they show up, not usually the very traditional or the paths that you expect them to be. Yeah, I think I agree with that so much because I think there's so many people that are fixated on a goal and what they've done is they've done a really good job of identifying the goal, but they haven't really necessarily identified who they want to be when they get there. And because of that, they are, they are doing whatever they can to get to the goal and they're sacrificing their most valuable asset, which is their own unique human design. And, and, and so we've heard countless stories of people that have the fame, the money, the glitz, and they are miserable. I mean, you take a look at, take a look at Justin Bieber and all the things he went through, you know, a couple years ago. I mean, he's singing about it now and he's talking about how lonely he was. He's talking about how miserable he was. Yeah. There's a bunch of people out there that would love to have the perceived life of Justin Bieber, the house, the cars, the, you know, the, the money, right. But he was dying on the inside. And, and me as a person that has battled depression and battled those kinds of things of being on my lowest of lows, I'll tell you what, there's no amount of money, there's no amount of anything that makes you feel better in that moment. So if you've lost yourself in the process, it's a really rough road. And no matter what you get while you're in that place, it, it doesn't add up. Yeah. And this is what I would say in case there's people out there that are going, yes, 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 I feel this right now. These moments pop up in our lives all the time. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small, sometimes we don't even realize they're happening and then we catch it that it is. And it's a thing that I'll talk about, you know, called maybe the swirl, where when you're facing something and you start to feel that moment happening and you're like, so in, the, you know, you're, you're, it's almost like you're gonna create a negative situation even bigger than the one you're in. I just tell people, you got to focus on your three R's. You have to recognize that it's occurring. You got to remove yourself from it and redirect. And I think the thing that you and I really connect on is the redirection because it's in the redirection where you start to focus differently, where you start to create a mindset that pushes you in a different place that alleviates anxiety, alleviates the fear of needing to be whatever this fictitious thing is that you likely have dreamt up out inside of this whole bigger idea and get deeper into yourself. And it's partly why, you know, as I look at my career, I look at some of the success I had in particular at Yahoo where 
you know, I made a good chunk of money. When I said I was going to go leave music and go back and work and get this financial stability, I sure as hell did. But I didn't know how it necessarily was going to happen. I just had the intention and I was welcoming to it. And when I went into my job at Yahoo, I was offered all these opportunities. They wanted me to move to San Francisco. Everyone was like, don't move. I was living in New York. They're like, don't move. Why would you move? And I'm like, because there's an opportunity there and why not? Let's just give it a chance. I had nothing else holding me down and it, it propelled me. And then when other opportunities popped up and someone's like, well, what do you actually want to be doing? And I was like, well, I want to make people smile was my intention. I had no idea that that was going to mean that I created a whole new organization inside of Yahoo globally and drove employee experience for people and did that. And then Verizon buys us. They throw me on a plane. Sometimes they're jet and I'm flying around the world doing motivational speaking, which lo and behold was a dream that I've had since I was in college and I had met Wayne Dyer. And it's just like all these components, they line themselves up. And I think that it's really getting to that redirection of having a mindset that's willing to be open in that way to letting yourself be in the flow, take the opportunities that are around you and use them to the best of their advantage. Do not use other people in those moments. Use the opportunities, be a good person, and more and more stuff will start to come to you. And you may not end up being, you know, the Justin Bieber with the house and the cars and the planes and all this. But if you get to a place, I would argue later in life, you probably will realize that's not actually what you really wanted. You really wanted something else. And if you can have this kind of mindset, you'll likely find the essence of what those things are and the joy inside of it. I live on a ranch now in Texas. We used to live in LA. This is new in our lives. Did I ever think that I would live in this capacity? Absolutely not. Does it feel so perfect in what it is right now? A hundred percent. I'm just going with it. We've moved out here a few months ago with our three dogs, a cat, and two, three horses. We have 30 something animals now and it's the coolest thing in the world. And I find that interacting with them, having the responsibility to move them and motivate them and get these beasts big, like 1400 pound horses to do things is such a connection to what I actually do in my work. And it really uplifts and makes me feel more of who I am. And so I just think that, you know, for people that are listening, if you're trying to focus on something, be intentional about what you want, but be open to it showing up in its unintentionally perfect ways. And the way that you can sometimes do this in regards to my work, I created this thing called the shine scale and the shine scale looks across 14 characteristics. And those 14 characteristics are things that we all share, but sometimes we're not sparking across all of them. We, you may have a person that's an artist, for instance, that has tons of passion for what it is that they want and tons of energy for what it is that they want and tons of motivation to get to where they want to be. And we'll see that when they take the shine scale. Maybe they're sparking across all of those. But then as you look at the data of someone that took this quiz, they may be having less sparks and a bigger opportunity in active listening and in control and in drive, right? It's great to be motivated, but if you're not driven and you're not going to put the work in and you're not going to show up even when you don't want to show up, it's going to be really hard sometimes to get to where it ultimately is that you are motivated to be. 
if you have tons of energy and tons of passion and you're not taking any time to listen to people around you or control yourself in the moments of knowing when it's appropriate to allow that to come out and when it's not, you could totally be missing opportunities. And that's why I created it. And I think it can be really beneficial to an artist. Um, and I'll leave you on this last point with that, is that at the end of the day, I'm an artist. And sometimes I really forget that and other people remind me of it. And I think one of the things that has made me successful in corporate America with my artistry and being an artist is that as much as that's my right brain and the creativity and all the beautiful stuff that comes with an artist, there's that other thing that I've been able to, probably from how I was raised as a child, um, drive well, which is my left side of the brain and application and understanding how to use my artistry to drive success. And I think that that is a deep connection to, you know, what I hear you speak about of, you know, I'm always going to be a performer and always going to be someone that loves being in front and helping people feel something. But that may not mean that I'm meant to be on the stage, you know, doing it in the ways that I have done it in my life. It, it likely could happen in other ways. So, Yeah. And I think one of the other, th what you're really talking about too is flexibility. And um, there's something that I have had to roll with, uh, especially in the last couple of years, because my mentor at Paul Martinelli told me several years ago was the first time I heard him say that is so many people miss out on the on the goal because they married to the plan. We're so rigid in our plan of and how it's got to get there. Like I want to be on stage and it's got to look like this. And what we're not is we're not flexible. And flexibility is strength. If you talk to any physical, like personal trainer, they're going to tell you, yeah, you can be super ripped out of your mind, but if you're not flexible, your muscles are actually weaker than what you appear. And um, you can see these really, you know, wiry folks that are super flexible. They're super strong because flexibility bring, breeds strength. And when we're so rigid in our plan and it doesn't go according to plan, then we get discouraged and we start to interpret things like, well, I guess I wasn't meant for this. I guess this wasn't my path and all these kinds of things. And you, um, you know, and we, we kind of have as performers, we have these iconic events that we look at that we think if this will happen, then I will get my career. If this will happen, it will springboard me. And you arguably had one of those moments when you were a young kid getting pulled up on stage um, you know, with, with Whitney Houston and, 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 you know, I mean, that could have changed your career. Right. And, and it has changed some, but it didn't blow you up, you know, off the map, like some people have had. And if you're so married to this idea, like once this happens, once I partner with the right person, or once I collaborate with somebody, or, you know, I do a, a song with this person, or I do a, a dance piece with this somebody, my career is going to be made. And so many people get to that point and then they sit there and go, Oh, that, that didn't, that didn't change it for me. What did you learn that you find that has been super valuable? It didn't get you the career that you wanted, but I guarantee you, it gave you a big lesson. Yeah. And maybe it is getting me the career that I want. Cause it's the thing that I talk about most right now. And it, I think it's one of the things that's connected me so much to shine because I believe in that moment I was shining and that's what attracted her to me to give me that and allow my dream to come true. But I think there's two things that I can 
attest to that moment that also connect to your, your way of talking about flexibility. One is agility. I have been recognized multiple times in my career about how agile I am in that you throw anything at me and I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'm not going to tell you that it's going to be the best. I'm not going to probably be the best, but I'm going to do it as best as I can, that that's what's going to come out. And inside of that is going to be something that's great and worthy. And it's given me a ton of opportunity for, to propel because I just believe that it's possible for me to do something. And when I know that there is something that I actually am unable to do, I know that it's possible for me to find a means to get it done, which is also important. And the other thing I think is expectations. We have to be careful in life about expectations that are set fictitiously, that we put pressure on ourselves, that, that really can stop us in our tracks from getting to where we ultimately want to be. Because to your point, this partnership with this person is going to be the moment that's going to make all this stuff happen. And when that doesn't occur, the disappointment that you create for yourself from the expectation of it versus the joy that you could create of it saying, this partnership with this person may be another opportunity to get me closer to where I'm going to be at. And when you do it, and it gets you even just one step closer, the reality is that one step closer is literally one step closer to where you want to be. And that's positive. And if you can live inside that positivity, maybe on the outside of it will be two steps closer because the person circles back in a few months and says, you know, that was really awesome. And here's something else that I think could be great. Or I was talking to this person and I'm like, I know that you and I wanted to try to get there and it just didn't work, but I think this is a person that can do it for you. And so I think that being agile and having a good mindset around expectations and knowing how to use expectations. I don't, there are people that talk about like, don't have any expectations. That's bullshit. You need to have expectations because they help push you, right? The difference is knowing how to manage your expectations, knowing how to be fluid in the expectation, letting it be something that helps you to be driven, but that when it doesn't show up the way that you think that it's gonna show up, you're not standing there, you know, not able to move forward anymore because you're so frustrated. Yeah, I man, that's 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 so good. And I I think the the other piece of that is your vision. Is it a is it a short game or is it a long game vision? Right? Like, am I there just for the next thing, or am I there for the purpose of you know what I set out on this journey for in the first place? And I'm really curious with the with the work that you do with people, how much do you see purpose playing into their flexibility and their agility to be able to be willing to tackle things that come at them versus them being really rigid on just the the goal that they're going for? I see it a lot, but I think purpose is really hard to define. I even find that for companies that I work with that I do cultural work um, because it's hard to really get to it unless you really get deep into your philosophy and understand truly what it is that you ultimately seek. And so you have to have a level of flexibility inside of what it is that you are as, as you try to find that. It's partly why I also love to listen to old people talk because it's not usually until people get to much older parts of their life where they really start to realize why the heck did I do all that stuff or why, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Right. 
the movie that just came out um, on Disney Plus, Soul, is wild because it's so connected into a lot of what I talk about when it's about a spark, right? And what's that spark that ignites you? For me, the way that I look at sparks are characteristics, and I believe all of those things can ignite us on our path to getting something greater, to accelerate our success. But the ultimate larger spark is likely that purpose, that thing that just makes you excited. I know that it's music for me, the joy of singing. There is constantly a song going on inside of my head. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm like constantly, and I don't even realize it half the time. But that helps me in all moments of my life. And it helps me, you know, push forward in challenges. When it comes to vision in its connection to that, it's why I really believe that affirmations and intentions are so important. Positive psychology talks about the importance of gratitude and that each day you should take three things that you're thankful and gracious for and write them down or think about them at the end of the day. Do it for one week. And ultimately what it ends up doing is it starts to make you be a more positive, happy person in the long term, right? And I think that in connection to some of that, if at the end of each day, you set some intentions for the next day about what it is that you want to do, what do you want to make happen in your life? And there, you have flexibility inside of that, right? It can't be like something that is totally on, that you can't do because it's like, I'm going to read, you know, a 35 thousand page book tomorrow. It's like, well, you're probably not actually going to do that. So setting yourself up for it's pretty stupid, but be able to find that book and get yourself into it and learn one thing might be great. And then the next day when you wake up, set some affirmations for yourself. Like I have the ability to blah, to do whatever and give yourself the freedom throughout that day to achieve it. I have the ability to make a difference in someone's life today. That might mean just opening the door for someone when you go to a store and you realize, wow, I don't do that enough. And look at how that just changed that woman's day when she was like, thanks so much. And it feels great. And by doing some of these things the way that, that it pushes you forward. And as you, as, if you can apply those into your artistic life, if you can apply those into your life as an entertainer, there's so much that can come from that. It's really one of the biggest, biggest things I've learned from communications is most things come down to relationships. Most success stories come down to relationships and the ways that we interact with people. That doesn't mean that it has to be a relationship that's been built over many years. It could be one that you just formulated a few hours ago. But the way that you interact with other people is so, so important. And I think that it's really important to be very intentional with yourself about what it is that you want, what it is that you seek, what type of person you want to be, being intentional about the way that you create sparks in the world. So then your intentions come out in the interactions you have with other people. And you're more intentional in the way that you communicate with them. And inside of that is this great stuff of empathy and emotional intelligence, which we could talk about another time. But at the end of the day, the way that we interact with those people is where a lot of success comes from us, you know, comes from um, and people opening doors for us. Yeah, that's so good. I, 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 intention is, is definitely important. And I think, you know, it's around that philosophy of like, whatever you focus on, you get more of, right? And so if you're focused on, like you were taught as a young kid, I'm going to focus on the positive versus the negative, 
you know, and you focus on the, I am going to get the next job because of this, or I am going to get the next opportunity because of this, or I'm grateful for the fact that I've had the opportunity right here, right now to do what I love to do in this moment. We don't realize how important that really is in setting us up to get the actual thing that we really want. So many people are focused on what they don't want. And uh, unfortunately, because when you go and, and, and this is, if you, I'm sure you've done this too, when you go and ask somebody, what is it that you really want? They'll tell you a whole list of what they don't want, right? And that's what they're focused on. But, and so, and then they can't figure out why in the world they get more of what they don't want. But that's because that's what they're afraid of. That's what they're looking at. But when they look at what they want and they are grateful for what they have, um, it's amazing what that really does to help them actually attract the opportunities they really want in life. Well, listen, brother, I really appreciate this conversation. It's been a phenomenal conversation. Now, if people want to be able to connect with you, if they wanted to be able to take your, uh, the quiz that you were talking about, your get your shine back quiz, where can they, where can they connect with you? No problem. So the shine scale is at the shine If you want to grab 15 minutes with me, what I suggest is take the shine scale. So we have the data and I can actually give you some good value in 15 minutes for free and um, go to connect.getyourshine.com and you can book 15 minutes with me. We can go over it and see if there's ways that can really unlock and unblock something for you. And at the end of the day, I'm on Instagram. That's the place that I love the most at AJ Sarcioni. And I really love getting DMs from people. So if you find me on there, shoot me a note and, um, and yeah, let's build a relationship together and maybe that could open some doors for you. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, brother, I appreciate all the value that you've added to this conversation. I know that people that are listening to this right now have gotten a ton from you. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the My Creative District podcast with your host, Jesse Paul Smith. Here, we turn your passion into profit. Follow us on Facebook and stay tuned for another episode of the My Creative District podcast.